Everyone, welcome to the BetSports Golf RBC Heritage Betting Preview. I'm Ryan Noonan. Excited to be joined by, <clears throat> excuse me, Andy Molitor at the top. Andy, what's going on, bud? Water? I got some water, water for you. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's good. I still got Magnolia Lane. I don't care. I don't. Oh, I don't. Good care. For you. It's too pretty. Like whatever. <laughs> it's a good background. I'm leaving it. I don't care at this point. I'm still, still lamenting a few things back there. What could have been if Rory had any decent rounds besides the last one but no it's uh it was a fun week i thoroughly enjoy that tournament obviously kind of goes without saying like oh andy you like the super bowl huh no big deal but uh again there's some bad golf tournaments coming up so i i like i like this one quite a bit as far as what's between here and the next major this is one of my favorites every year as far as just a, a nice course so excited to excited to get betting on this one me too. You weren't feeling well this weekend. Uh, were you able to get some more TV time? Were you able to like milk that a little bit for some extra, you know, Masters coverage, some ESM, ESPN Plus, let the girls run around and bring you some treats and keep your Yeah, fresh? that was that was the worst part. Like I'd already set all the I'd set all the groundwork to just not do anything anyway. So it's not like I gained anything. It just kind of felt poopy. So no, but I I, I did just seriously lay in bed and watch golf for a long time even the replays a couple times like oh i could watch part of this round again what are you just gonna show it to me again <laughs> jeff you're already laid up uh are you joining us as always uh your favorite golf tout's favorite golf tout jeff feinberg from the mayo media network how was the masters for you buddy yeah everyone in my orbit is sort of getting you know sick and tired of me being laid up it's been a long time so i kind of feel for them but <laughs> even like my six-year-old's five-year-old i should say is getting you know she's already giving me attitude like having to help me now it's been long enough so you know whatever as for the masters uh you know big swing and a miss and you kind of can feel really silly because it would felt in the end the results kind of feel pretty obvious um you know cam smith and scotty scheffler being the two really elite players that you went into Sunday thinking you could cash something with. And maybe the two most consistent players on tour have been Connors and Lowry. And there are certainly opportunities with their numbers to do something in placing markets or other prop markets and DFS up the wazoo, ignoring concerns with ownership. And if you did anything kind of contrarian, you got got like Andy, I had money on Rory, but I think the fact that I bet Rory in many ways shows how much I was off on the event, which, you know, if you read the YouTube comments on my show with Mayo, they'll let you know how dumb I am, but, uh, <laughs> you know, how I ever could get anything right. But, um, uh, because the final score, like you don't bet Rory to win the masters thinking that's going to be the final score. You bet Rory to win the masters thinking he's going to be able to do that for like two and a half days. Like, or at least two days, and one day is like the first for like a total just hold on, don't lose the tournament on day one because Justin gave us those great Rory day one, day two splits. Um, yeah, and then going forward, I guess my thoughts are like Andy's. The next major will be here soon, so don't worry, Andy. The new schedule's set up because uh, you probably don't remember the old one. These things really do piggyback, you know, with the one a month, like kind of get right into it. We'll almost feel like we're there in a couple of um, yeah. uh, of of weeks. But Scheffler doing what he did, Cam Smith doing what he did. 
it's going to be a major where I feel like the board can look more like the players championship in the sense that it's far more wide open. Phil freaking won it last year. The field is bigger. There's more of a wild card element. There's not the course history. Well, some guys really love the course and other, you know, it's not the masters in terms of a course history um, to fall back on. And you're really going to get to see some, Hopefully nice numbers. And like I started that with, with Scotty and Cam Smith, again, cementing their place, probably significantly ahead of a lot of players. Uh, I'll probably lose a lot of money on that event too. <laughs> yeah, it was so easy to like sit there and have hindsight analysis and go, yeah, I mean, this is this is the two, I don't want to say the two best players in the world, but definitely the two hottest players yeah, yeah. in the world over the last two, three months. And, you know, here they are kind of, a two-man race heading into the weekend. And obviously things changed with the way Cam Smith played on Sunday and with the way that, you know, Rory emerged. But uh, yeah, obviously easy to feel like you're just kind of lost not having those guys on your card because it's just slapped you in the face. I mean, we talked about like it was just, can he really do this? Like, is this a guy? And we know the pedigree was there for Scotty, but is he a three and five week kind of guy? Is he a four with one of them being a green jacket? Like, he sure as hell is now. So it, it, it's easy to have hindsight analysis. No shitty events. Like you make Correct. any comparison, not to compare to anybody, but even Mayo and I were talking like just the mm. other, like he didn't win the Valero in there or even the Valspar. Like no even Vic, Vic in the he, swing season, right? Like he won premier events. I, you know, even Phoenix has taken its place as a mm-hmm. pretty great place to win. And, you know, no event, no win has probably changed its relevance in the last, like, five years than Phoenix. I'm not even talking about the party atmosphere. It's just become a well-respected event. And they even showed if you did field strength on the entire year, him and Cam Smith had won every event. The top six, or, yeah, the top six field strength event wins this year go to two guys. Four, yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how we, you know, a field strength is probably the best way to evaluate it, but it does seem like some events are poop, like, oh, he just won this one. Like, no, it's still, I don't care, you know, the, the field strength is for sure a thing, and the majors are always going to be up there, the players, some of the ones with big purses, but I mean, even to just win any events, non-alt events in this amount of time, like, if he'd have won the four worst events of the calendar year, or even the, you know, going back to like Zozo and stuff. If he won Zozo. Remember how like we treated Brendan Todd yeah. when yeah, he won they, two weeks in a row and making jokes like SI Sportsman of the Year. And he yeah. was doing it in the swing yeah. season. Like, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, from, from like January, even maybe let's toss out Hawaii. But once you hit that California coast, pick the first, the worst four events. Throw out the masters, throw out the players. If if you win four events in that section, I don't give a shit which ones they are. That's amazing. And obviously his his you know accomplishment is three, four steps up from that because of the the competition he beat. And obviously the jacket is a huge, huge cherry on top. It does there's a lot of hindsight, and like Jeff and you said, as far as that, I think I just kind of painted myself into a corner by all my friends took those early numbers on Scotty. I know. And I didn't, I felt like, man, everyone got 35. So am I going to seriously sit here and bet at 16? And, and the answer was, yeah, probably should have. 
and eventually I got out of that funk. I I, I took a Corey Connors live because I said, you know what? I didn't get the best Corey number, but I'm I'm stop. I'm going to stop doing that. If I think he can win right now, and I like his tea time, I'm going to bet him Friday morning. Obviously, it didn't work out, but I still like the position. So yeah, Jeff, you know, value is so week. hard to evaluate sometimes. Jeff, I think you talked about it maybe a couple weeks ago. Where I'm, and I'm trying to be better with that too. Where it's like I'm trying to maybe divorce myself from the the best of the number, or you know, knowing that I lost you know a future number in this instance in the Masters. This is a great the, week, yeah, to bring that up because it's like there are two players in particular. You know, just a quick fast forward to the Heritage, yeah, the Kevin Kisner thing. I didn't bet him. But it's and, and Kevin not because there were 70s out there out of the gate. Now they're essentially 50, <coughs> 55 might be the best. On Sunday, if you've now I need water. Hey, we've all been there. <laughs> At least you didn't have I'm, to get I'm sorry, I got really, water. I got really, um, I got really excited. Um, <laughs> on Sunday, if Kisner's leading or in the hunt. Do you think the guy at 50 to one is going to carry didn't get the 70? Like he's not. But at the same time, you have to like the guy. You have to think he's going to win to still like want to make the bet. So, you know, the guy at 70 will be thrilled. But the guy sitting on his 50 is going to think he's on a like as fire a tick. He's going to be super fired. He's sitting on a 50 to one. So. Yeah, over you can over overrate it, but you can also argue it any any sort of which way. If that if that was filling in on what you were gonna say yeah. here, Ryan. No, it's totally it because it's like it's, it's, it's harder like, than a daily market. Like yeah, you know it, it's a much harder market. Um, just the you know the the flow of the market. It's super hard to evaluate compared to like if you bet baseball or ice hockey or NBA or college basketball every day. You kind of understand even NFL to a certain extent because of the the way a week flows. You understand like here's when the soft numbers come out. Here when here's when you know maybe you know the limits go up and some people start really betting into it. You'll see numbers change and like I know. If I want this, I'm going to wait till here. Like there's just market entry points that are easier to identify if you do it every day with those daily betting sports where, you know, golf is golf outrights. It's not, it's not the same where you, I think, yeah, I don't want to ever say like, Hey, guess what? Take the worst of the number. But I think a lot of times you have to, you have to treat it completely differently than like a normal, you know, a, a two-way betting market on a single event, like a, a team sport. And uh, yeah, I think maybe I would have just had some Scotty because it was like Christ. We we all talked about him last week. It's like Jesus, he's yeah. he's good, and he's just not stopping being good. No, Cam man. too. Both yeah. of them. Feel like and all of it. Like I think if I would have bet Justin Thomas or Rom instead, I it was so wrong, and it makes you feel like. I enjoy when listen, I was able to thoroughly enjoy it because it's a lot harder to have enjoyed the moments when it's that guy that I almost bet on or like, oh, if I had one or two more bets, I for sure like that was the guy I was deciding between, you know, I know Mayo was like lamenting like he was deciding between Hatton and Lowry. And then it's like Lowry that ends up making that push or almost obviously in the end, it doesn't it's not worth anything. But those are the ones that hurt. Not almost when it's the guy you never think, like, really we're going to bet. But this one, 
Yeah, there's an element of like, what are you doing here? Like, how deep into the forest are we doing this week in, week out that I didn't even consider it? And to be fair, I didn't consider Cam Smith that much, despite the course history. And it's like sometimes you get you get God, I don't know. And I totally got God on this year's Masters. And I also didn't expect it. Maybe it's because I made bets earlier in the week, but I didn't expect the weather to play nearly as as hard. So, yeah, I was a nothing burger for me, to be honest. Yeah, I think also the frustrating part for me, too, is that I was betting into that range. So even though the Scotty number was a dead number, theoretically, right, in terms of knowing you know that there are people that we know that had 30s and whatever, 25s. But I'm betting at the 16 on DJ and I'm betting at 20 on, on Kefka. So like, I'm not even avoiding the price range. I'm firing at people in that same range and, and just completely avoided, you know, the best player, hottest player in the world right now. So yeah, it, it was, uh, it was a tough one. Our friends at FanDuel are, you know, offering these incredible finishing position parlays and they helped me make it a, a profitable weekend. Cause uh, even though that's a, and they're doing it again. They're going to kill me. But, uh, it, you know, it, it wasn't a complete wash for me. But uh, it's a fun market. And I guess in closing, I have spent my entire time betting golf, fading like a really hot player before these events. And not say I hit winners in this event, but it's never really burned, you know, before. Like DJ winning the Masters at 8-1, to one, like, I love DJ. That was great to see. So, yeah, I've always just had these thoughts that, yeah, th these wins are so finite. So it's even, you know, you sit back and it's crazy what he's doing. And it sucks because I love betting these events. And as we've mentioned, two guys have bet the events that I've probably bet the hardest. And it's going to lead to a lot of swing and missing. Swing and missing. Ryan, going inside baseball, one of the first times we spoke around Phoenix, I was, like, betting Scotty Scheffler, and then I pulled, like, back because I'm like, no, nah, he's too popular. And honestly, since then, I bet some loser like Xander that week. I'm telling you, I guarantee it. <laughs> and uh, he's just been out of this world. And who knows when it ends, but... What can you do? You gonna bet on him now? I doubt it. Gonna bet on, and now Ryan Palmer's screwed. Ryan Palmer's gonna be the guy that brings down Scotty Scheffler. What is Scott like? Scotty Scheffler. You don't want anyone hitting a ball that belongs to Scotty Scheffler. Now Scotty Scheffler doesn't win the freaking Zurich. It's gonna be Ryan Palmer's fault. Not as good of a spot to be in as uh, we might have thought a few weeks ago. No, I'll preview the Zurich. That'll, it's his own interesting events coming up next week too. Yeah, I'm. I miss Scotty. I'm looking back. I had Scotty top five at, at Phoenix, uh, but I went heavy on JT and Connors. And, you know, again, here we are. You know, when you have a top five ticket and you don't take the guy outright, um, those are almost as painful, to be honest. Like, that's just like I, I was there. I made the handicap correct. I just didn't have the stones to, to pull the trigger. So, all right. Reminder, we are uh, here, obviously, on YouTube every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern. Also available in podcast form on Spotify and uh, on Apple as well. So subscribe, rate, and review helps us quite a bit. Uh, BetsBertsGolf.com subscriptions are marked down 50% off $99.99 for the year. 
uh, continuing to add lots of new stuff each and every week. Uh, DFS Optimizer on there too if you were playing DFS. DFS show comes on here on the same channel, BetSpurts YouTube channel at 3 p.m. Eastern. Hang out with us for that same feed for the podcast. So um, different, different Jeff, same spelling. Yes, another Canadian Jeff. Uh, Jeff Ulrich is joining us on the DFS show this afternoon. So um, former DraftKings friend of mine from back in the day, very sharp golf guy. So um, yeah, uh, Andy, RBC Heritage. This is a fun one. We're excited about it. This is yes. a another Pete Dye track. We have numerous Pete Dye tracks in the rotation. It is uh, it's unique. I think it's going to be a an interesting card. We have, I think, eleven of the top twenty in the world. We have twenty five of the top fifty. This is a pretty strong field in terms of what we've seen here in years past. We can, you know, they're not far from Augusta. Just driving a little bit over to Hilton Head Islands. Um, I was there a couple months, uh, about a month ago, and couldn't get a tee time here because they were all booked up, which is very frustrating. But uh, I don't know if I wanted to play it because I would not want to spend, you know, four bills to put up uh, triple digits at a place like this. But uh, Harbor Town loaded. Just, just hit it straight. Stay out of the trees. Get there. Get there in two, three putts. You'll you'll crack ninety. I'm I a grip it and rip it guy. Well, and, and then just, you know, when you get to the last couple holes, just take it easy. Lay up, Ryan. Like, don't go. We're not shooting for the shooting for the lighthouse with your game. But, no, it, it is a really cool course. I like it because, again, I, I talked to somebody about this the other day. If you drop somebody on, you know, one of the, the beginning holes and then you blindfolded him and dropped him on, like, 18, you'd, you'd be certain you're on two different golf courses. It's, you're, you're in the woods, man. It's Parkland. And then you get out there, and it's it's again, it's beautiful. You have beautiful coastal finishing holes. It's tough. It's a lot of difficulty there. It's a seventy-one shorter, but seventy-one because it's shorter. And again, the, the 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 driving stuff has been a big, big talking point this week. Talked to a few people here, and um, just I don't know. I'm I'm not a hundred percent bought in on the driving accuracy this week. I looked at it a bunch yesterday, and then somebody kind of confirmed my priors for me in a chat today, saying, like, you know, there is something to the rough not being so long here, and maybe it's not as penal in the last few years, which was nice to see because that's kind of what I was looking for. I made a comment to somebody about that uh, as far as uh, driving accuracy, and this is something I want to dig into more when I get more time, but, like, it's starting to feel like some of these stats that are super binary – are, are getting used a little heavily where like missing the fairway, like you can miss the fairway and then you can miss the fairway. And those two things I just said with the uh, different accent in my voice are not the same. Or you just miss the fairway here. You have a lot of opportunities for nice second shots out of yeah. the short rough. But I mean, you put this out in the woods on some of these holes, you're going to have a hell of a time. You're punching out. Or later in the, you know, later in the round, or I think there's nine water holes. You know, you miss the fairway because it's in water. That's a whole different. Uh, that's a whole different cat. So, I don't know if I'm super high weighting accuracy and down weighting length, as you see a lot of people doing here. I'm not gonna just say I need bombers and gougers. That's not the, you know, that's not the key to this. But I, I think length is still gonna help you here if you can keep it within, you know, a, a certain range. So. Really, really, and again, every week, same thing. Fucking second shot, second shot golf. Like it is, because the greens are tiny. Like it is just a, you go find yourself. And even Ron did a great job of this 
our guy PGA Splits 101 in, in his preview article, he's, it was uh, something about three-putt avoidance. I believe he just said, like, hey, guess what? It's a great place for three-putt avoidance because the greens are tiny. If you're putting, it means you're on the green. And if you're on this tiny green, you're likely not 150 feet away. It's, they're so small, like the odds of, you know, having to lag 100 footer up there and two putting from there are so low. So some of those, some of those stats, take them with a grain of salt based on how this course is set up. And that was a, an interesting point by him. So, yeah. and, and after all that, just it's Russell Henley week. <laughs> well, there's a lot of less than driver. There are a lot of force layups. Yes. So you do find yourself with a, uh, you know, pretty big bucket of approach shots from the 150 to 200 range. Oh, but sure. I think the one thing here is if you look at like Stuart Sink last year, he was barely over 50% on fairways. But like I think accuracy, we always go to like fairways found off the tee. But accuracy can be more of that like shot shaping, be able to like, you know, make second shots accurately. So it's like leaving yourself opportunistic approaches and angles in there. Accuracy off like target golf more so than fairways found because that caught me off guard too, thinking like, all right, Stuart Sink won here last year. I'm guessing he just went, you know, fairway green and, you know, made some putts, but he, he did not find many fairways. And to your point, Andy, he probably just missed a bunch of fairways. But if yeah. you look at his accuracy off the tee, it was like 53% or something for the week. So, um, Jeff, lots of guys here. We got, like I said, the 11 of the top 20. How do we handle some of the guys? I guess, do you have a lean on like masters, no masters? Or how are you handling, I guess, the, the top of the board here? JT, Morikawa, Cam still in the field. DJ and Cantley are kind of the top tier guys. Uh, what are your thoughts here on as we get started in the week? So I haven't made a bet yet in front of 30 to 1, and we, we, we can get to that. And all three of those players did play in the masters. So take that for what it is uh worth i hate the field being as strong as it is to be honest i was really disappointed to wake up and see uh morikawa and jt here maybe that creates better opportunities hopefully it does it scares you to think uh you know things are starting to set up for morikawa on a course narrative wise that you could argue is perfect for morikawa uh, I agree with the overall sentiment on the distance. I feel like people would change that opinion had say um, like Bryson's finished second here. DJ's finished second here. Had either of those guys gone on to win those events, maybe people would look at it different. That being said, you do look at the past winners, last four, five, six, seven, eight of them. It's all like sometimes I like, you know, of course, as we get to, that we've been to historically year in, year out, you can learn a lot from that. And that is a prototypical player that seems to uh, a profile, a prototypical player profile that seems to win here um, historically. And a lot of the bets I've seen this week, and even maybe one or two of mine are names that like, Oh, if you just dropped it onto that list of past winners, he'd fit right in. <laughs> It's a, it is. I do wish that it wasn't such a strong field. I wish we had basically eliminate that entire top tier. I feel so much better about what we'd be looking at because there are a lot of guys that I think fit what we think as far as like you're talking about, Jeff, with like the player archetype here. And then we also look at, I think, three of the last four, as you mentioned, they're like 80 and above, just kind of bombs. So, um, we've had, but the thing is, we've had a, it's been a, 
really deep diving it, it's actually been in like the six, seven year sample, Ryan. It's been the total package. We've had deep oh, bombs. Yeah. Those have come recently. We've also had chalk win here. Uh, Furick and, and Kucher and like the under 20 to ones have won here and Webb at like 20 to one. Mm-hmm. And we've also had that range that most people, at least that I like to sort of create that card in uh, that Brandon Grace at 40, 45 and the West Bryant like 60, 70 to one. So it has kind of been a total choose your adventure but one thing they all seem to have in common is they don't try to overpower a course that being said i do believe you know if bryson was healthy he'd probably be here and we saw him try to do it a couple years ago like there is a way like if dj really wants to like there are angles those guys can really try to take that i do believe could could work here but history hasn't put them in the winner's circle are our brains just straight up broken, Jeff, on this on this pricing thing? Like we have we have this. I have it too. It's like this weird Goldilocks thing where it's like, uh, you know, these guys are kind of short. Sixteen to one doesn't pay the bills, but then you get to a certain point where it's like, oh man, once I get above like seventy or eighty, you know, those are like those are like pizza mats. Like there's that like thirty five to seventy range. It just feels like it's all right. This is enough money if I win. But also, it yeah. feels like a guy that can actually win the tournament. There's something safe about that range. I don't know what it is. Perfect. I'm just gonna yeah. bet the five top guys on the board. Fuck it, I'm done with this. <laughs> and that's the range I normally bet, and I've I guess been lucky enough to to um, hit. I I, I I don't know. I'll go to any part of the board. But I guess like the question for Ryan, like this here, like I'm gonna put you on the spot here, Ryan, because you, you could have willpower I don't have. You bet Dustin Johnson last week. I did. He did not play horrible. He played fine. There were probably moments early to think he's right where he kind of needed to be. Obviously, one or two guys ran away. He's now the same number. I know it's like every event is its own reasoning, and we argue like the master's numbers are their own thing because the books are smart enough to know how finite the winner's circle is, and this one is a history of long shot so it kind of changes that whole dynamic of what is like true or fair if it ever is fair but another part party like how do i not like how do i not or it's just like i gotta just ignore that whole part of the board he's even longer there's like 20s on dj which is like i got him at 16 at the masters it's just it is it's hard like the come couple of the guys that i also wanted to take a look at have shrunk into that with like the you know fitzpatrick and lowry like fitzpatrick and lowry are the same price as DJ. It's like, that's giving me pause to bet any of them. I'm just, I'm like frozen by the numbers here because I want to bet. I love the form of both those two guys. Um, I love how they're striking the ball. And now they're the same number as the guy that um, I picked to win the masters, the shortest play I took on the masters last week. And he played well. So like, you're right. I, I'm, that's and kind he's of where played I'm at. Well here historically. And people can debate his desire for this event. Like, is he just forced to be there? Because that, That's are... the narrative you hear. It's like, But he's yeah. played well here. He's finished second. I think if he gets off to a good start, every event's worth a million. He has not won in a long time, Andy. Yes. Like, that's <laughs> the thing. Not to say, like, he's... I don't think it bothers him. Like, it bothers no. Xander Shoffley. Nothing like bothers him. He's unbothered. Like, he's unbothered. But it's also, correct me if I'm wrong, Hilton Head, South Carolina. He's a South Carolina guy. This would be a win 
I think he wouldn't mind checking off more than people might want to give him credit for. Um, yeah, yeah, right. I've seen some like 2021s. That's uh, there's a 23 at bet, Chris. Right? That's now. Dustin Johnson, man. I'm gonna, I'm you gonna play this event at like 11 to one. It do I. So, and oh. the, the sponsorship thing, and if people don't know we're talking, like he is an RBC steward or like a whatever you know, he's come to whatever. Canada, he's won the RBC Canadian Open. You know, he's part of the, he's part of their team. It, basically, he's paid to be you know an RBC guy, and so he has to play here. He it's not one of the ones he can skip. And people push that narrative like, oh, he doesn't even want to be. Did you talk to him? What are you? Are you, are you hanging? Are your girls hanging out? Are your girl hangs out. How many missed cuts does he have here? How many yeah, times has he just? Because the events always like. How many times has he just decided I need to pack it up after the Masters? That would be the indicative of if he cares, and that doesn't seem to be the record. It's a slew of top tens, isn't it? Well, and that, that's the other part of this. Like, I almost go the other way, and maybe that's just because I'm a polite person. But when when I if I had to be there because they're my sponsor. I would try not to embarrass my sponsor by playing poorly at the event with the name on it. Like it wouldn't be like, oh, I have to be here. I'm going to half ass it. I'm Dustin Johnson. I'm going to go and, on my boat you know, now. Like I, I would, I would go full on the other way. I don't know. It's a hard guy to read, but a lot of that Andy, like the golf betting narrative, it's like it's responsibilities. He's got to like do a glad hand dinner or something. You know, I, I'm not sure, but Dustin, oh. Anyhow, I don't. I'm getting tempted. It would really change how I'd want to build my car, and maybe it wouldn't allow me to build up some of the names that I want to talk to uh, get your guys' opinion on in sort of that 50 to 70 range. But I don't know, man. It doesn't seem, yeah, I don't know, over 20. That, like, yeah. I said last week, it seemed like he was the guy that was trend like peaking at the moment. Maybe he just mistimed it and like this is the the absolute jump off point to your other guys ryan though fitz and lowry i like them both a lot they're kind of hard to decipher between you almost feel like maybe it's fitz's turn like lowry's had some real good turns maybe now it's fitz's turn and there are very few players that i want to play the mental fatigue card for the masters with lowry and cam smith might be the only two i can get burned by that but I, I haven't written him off either. I think it's like uh, I could maybe make that bet. But in that discussion, I do feel Corey Connors getting like totally forgotten uh, in that people are just so hyper-focused, at least in what I've seen in Lowry or Fitz, and they're kind of just passing right over Connors, who I think is doing and done it m- maybe many of the exact same things. As the I was going to ask about Connors too, because I think he would be another guy that I'd put in the bucket of mental fatigue, right? He went long at the match play, you know, it comes in and, you know, goes, goes long in Texas and then right into the masters too. So like I'm doing that with Lowry, which I get, I uh, he tasted, I guess maybe a little bit more smoke. And, um, but again, they were both right there in the mix. Um, is can you make a case for Connors being in that same bucket from a fatigue standpoint? I don't know. You may be just like I said, we said last week they both played great. Lowry and Connors yeah. for not being either like you know, I don't know whether it be like I don't know what the right way to explain it is, but if two 
players that we just held to a higher tier, and they're both very well-respected players. We're statistically playing like those two. I think we'd be losing our minds with – and, um, yeah. So they're playing as good as anybody, those two, that aren't Cam Smith and Scotty Scheffler, kind of in some ways, in my opinion. I haven't been able to pull the trigger on anything under 30-1, to 1, though. Yeah, and that's where I'm kind of frozen now too because of I love all kind of I love those three and then now DJ is kind of falling back into that mix and it's like gosh I, I don't have anything under thirty either and I don't know what to do with it because I do, I like Morikawa is interesting but I kind of want to just leave that entire top tier alone uh, I chased Morikawa here last year you know kind of fell apart there on Sunday but again like I liked some of the stuff that he was saying heading into last week. And I think we saw him be rewarded for playing his game and finishing inside the top 10 at Augusta after kind of being frustrated about how he felt that he was forced to play in the first couple of iterations there. So yeah, it's, it's a, uh, yeah, it's, it's a tough little. And he was in the final group last year versus sink. So he's yeah. It's a tough little tier. Uh, Andy, have you fired at anything well, in the top here? Mar- Marikawa. I think sometimes we get stuck in these things of, hey, guess what? He's an elite irons player. Everybody goes through things. I, you know, I sometimes it's people going through personal issues or they're, you know, they have a slight injury that uh, we don't have injury reports like we have other sports. Like, I don't know what it is with Morikawa, but his long irons play is shit compared to where he should be, where he has been. If you look at a big sample size of him, from like 150 on out proximity, he's the best. He's the best. You go look at like basically his whole, most of his career since he's been up where he's won majors and he's been good. And then you just look at the last, you know, the last three, the last five, the last six, eight, ten tournaments. It's not, it's not been to his level. And if he loses that part of his game, I mean, it's not like it brings him down to the middle of the pack, but He's not he's not at the spot where he can win, I don't think. So I have Morikawa off until I see that, which it'll be, you know, it, it, when he fixes it, he'll probably win, and it'll be funny because I'll have nine outrights that week. But <laughs> I just, you know, right now looking looking at his his second shots are just not it's not up to snuff, especially from from longer range. He's still very good on the if he has a great tee shot and he only has to hit it 100, 120 yards, like. He's just going to put it where he wants. But some of his longer stuff has been a little off. I don't know if he's trying some things or, again, you you never know with some of these golfers why, but I know it is happening and I'm off him. Corey at 28, probably a play. I don't care. It's one of those things, too. I'm I'm starting to throw all this stuff out where it's like, oh, he's too short or everybody's on. Everybody's on him, Jeff. That's burnt me, too, like you talked about at the Amex or, excuse me, the Waste Management. The whole everybody's on him thing, it's like, no, I'm joining the party. If I think the number's right and there's an available price and I think this guy can win, I don't care if he's Twitter mushed or the whole world better. Yeah. Like, I might just bet Corey Connors because my number's sussing out. He's playing well. I'm not a big fatigue guy. Um, and, again, it's 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 a good course for his skill set and everything I'm putting together says so. So there's 25s. I don't like that a lot but if if there's a rogue 30 that's getting eaten up for sure and i've just found a 20 a 2899 <laughs> it's not 29 but it's damn close <laughs> it's pretty close uh might be as close as you get to 30 yeah no i i mean i learned i don't want to say learn one 
event can make me learn the lesson Rhea guy being popular especially a guy at like 22 to 1 that just means he's a really good player that's a lot different than like the 80 to 1 player being really popular uh you know that's almost never a good a good sign that being said i think it's more about everyone might be on a guy but it's like who is on the guy now that sounds silly because i said everybody but like if a lot of people are on a guy it can turn me off but now it's like if some of the people that like you respect and you really like their opinion then it almost doesn't matter what other people are are doing like not everybody is the same if i if that makes any sense some yeah. people's be weighted maybe more than than others i guess no that's a good point it's a good point too about popular at the top versus popular down the board it's probably should be looked at through a different lens and maybe doesn't affect itself in the betting market as much as obviously in dfs where we're worried about ownership or cumulative ownership it is somewhat irrelevant as far as you know the betting market um how about we move into yeah, the, the second the only, the only way that affects you is if you're just the last guy to the party and yeah. Corey Connors gets bet down to 20. That's you know, it, it doesn't matter if, every, if a bunch of people are on him if if the market is still giving you a decent number. Would have worked um, for us last week. We would have all been holding Scotty tickets. So Yeah, I know. God damn it. Uh, um, the top bet that I made so far was I took Burger at 30 because uh, that's just, again, he's a, he's a guy that I bet often and if it's a place that i think fits his game he's just a guy that i like to bet a guy that i think is belongs in that upper tier uh did not play great friday saturday sunday at augusta but um again i just like his game when we talk about target golf you know this is why he was a good play at sawgrass because he it's not just the accuracy off the tee it's just you know he kind of i think maybe it was data golf i think some someone did a really good piece about how he uh, off the tee has done a good job of basically eliminating misses off of one side and has just really found a way to set himself up for good second shot. So that is like down to 18 on DraftKings, but they are an outlier in the market. Uh, there's still a bunch of upper 20s on Burger. Um, Jeff, anything? I know you're a Burger guy too. Have you caught anything here in the, I guess, the you know 30 to 50 range? So I played Burger. Yes, as well. Like you, bet him a lot. Just felt like a fair number. Um, I know last time we really hyped Burger up here, we cost Andy some money. He didn't even get out of his pod at match play. <laughs> yeah, that was a it was match play, wasn't it? Where it's like, fuck, yeah. you got me, you got me hyped up. Now that's in my head. Now I can't bet him. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I just like you said, the event, the field, the course. There are a lot of things. I'm not really going to overrate much of the weekend at the Masters. Uh, I've also bet Neiman. I bet Neiman, I think it was 35, 36 to one. I don't know. I just like the playing maybe the ceiling play versus the majority of the field. It felt right. And I made both those bets over Sung JM, who was also tempting me in, in kind of that exact same, in kind of that exact same range at the moment. 40 on DraftKings for Sanjay, if folks are interested there. Uh, Andy, anything here in this range for you? We talked about Kisner at the top, and he, you know, Kisner and Na have kind of fallen into this range. They did not open the week there. Again, you have Jordan Spieth, who, again, just with bad form, would always T20 at the Masters and could not get it together last week. Uh, Hatton was a guy that we were on last week. I think he's going to be without his caddy 
this week uh, who's dealing with a knee injury. So someone new on the bag for Hatton. And again, obviously, Sanjay, nice four rounds at Augusta. Anyone here in this range pop to you or uh, what are some of the first bets that I think that you fired on? Yeah, Sanjay's my jam. I don't know if he'll mm-hmm. score well here. I kind of have him downgraded for that. Made some of all of all the bets I lost last week. Sungjae wasn't one of them. We had him top Asian. That felt good. Sometimes I I get in my head too on that because it's like I I cashed that on Saturday and then uh, Minwoo Lee is like scorched earth on the front nine side. I'm like God damn it, can I not have nice things? But he he's definitely up there. I'm not even looking at the odds right now. I'm just looking at uh, some people that are falling. Uh, once I get out of like. I like some top guys. I like Lowry. I like Henley. I like Connors. I like DJ. And then from there, it gets real. And Neiman, Neiman a little too. I, uh, Jeff a little shine there. I like the, I like the Neiman look if I can find the right number. But then from there, it's, it's probably taking the amount of money I put on one of those guys and splitting it up five ways between some long shots. At that, where it's like I don't know, like what what what's the best price you're gonna find on somebody like Mito? Mito, somebody who's popping here is probably 75 to 100. A guy, a guy like that. Um, who was the other one? It was Svensson. That's probably not a bet to win. That's probably a top, you know, but he's a guy who does that. Where well, that's the problem. Like, I mean, I was talking about the guy that's popular at 80 to 1. Now we're talking, Svensson appears to be a guy who's going to be very popular at 300 to 1. Yeah. Although I'm not here to any, any long shot. Money. Andy, who do you like in the 30 to 60 range? Uh, Adam Svensson. Not the question that was asked. Adam Adam Svensson. Well, that's what I'm saying. I don't think I do. Maybe. Did you bet Henley? Henley is right there. Okay, so Henley is the guy who falls down in there. But the rest of that range, like you can have Kevin Na. He's fine. Not not where he's at, though. And Spieth, I'm not betting. Uh, Billy Horschel, I I can't abide by that kind of attitude. Hadwin, I'd have to check on. Yeah. I don't think I I would show value. Hatton, I've never been a Hatton guy. I don't uh, I don't know why. He never does well with my numbers. Siwoo, probably not, just based on the things that scared me last week. And then what? Where else we have like Norin McNeely? McNeely's an interesting one. I like yeah, he's the guy I'm looking at a bit. I'm far more intrigued by this range. So there are a lot of guys that kind of have my attention. Um, McNeely being one of them, small greens thing. I don't know if he's a Bermuda grass winner, though. That's something. Uh, Alex Norin, I think, is a guy that has my attention. Billy Horschel. I'm not betting Billy. I never bet Billy. I probably say that a lot. But that being said, I can make the case some of the numbers I'm seeing on Billy crossing 40 that pound for pound, that might be the most value-based bet on the board. Uh, that being said, I don't bet really. Betting outright golf for value seems kind of silly, and we kind of spoke about that a little bit at the top. You never want to get the worst of a number, but yada, yada, yada. Um, Fleetwood, I can't ignore. Seeing like 65s on him. Siwoo, I work with Mayo and... To like not take some action on Siwoo in the Siwoo Classic would kind of feel weird. So yeah, a ton of options. I don't even know if we meant. I, I know Hadwin was mentioned. So a lot of, a lot of circling in this range, like the thirty to seventy to one range, 
Uh, no, I'm not going to bet all of those guys, but I think a part of me wants to pick like uh, a couple of them. That's for sure. I love this range. Uh, Hadwin's the only other bet that I made besides Berger. We got Hadwin at 66. Um, there are still, I mean, it's down to 50 in a lot of spots, but there are some rogue Vandal, Prince Vandal, 65 on Hatton out there still. Um, I mean, three straight top tens, ball striking out of his mind. Uh, again, like out of sight, out of mind for a week. And maybe that's been a thing here, but like, I'm surprised that the sixties are still hanging around for, for Adam Hadwin. But uh, yeah, this is a range that is absolutely loaded. And you can make the same case that Norin is very similar to Hadwin in the sense of like the form heading into, you know, the uh, weeks off was tremendous. And all of a sudden he's back and he's, you know, down there, down there in 50. Um, Jeff, I had another one for you. There's almost double the amount of, approach shots from 175 to 200 here versus a field average event. Number one in the field on the season in the 175 to 200 range in proximity is 80 to one on DraftKings and has already cashed a winner for us this year at a small course oh, with the small North greens. Uh, Tommy two guns. Yeah. Hoagie is 80 to one. Jeff. Yeah, uh, I spoke about this sort of exact scenario with Mayo, and what kind of brought my attention to it was how much, um, like, we're, we're making up maybe the narrative just based on Maverick McNeely because he played very well at both courses um, last year, and it seems to fit right into the potential hoagie wheelhouse. So, yeah, I like that one potentially a lot. After... The players I name, like once we cross 60, the the sort of like 60, 70 to 100, there's not much that has my eye. But Hoagie, uh, yeah, I've been staring at an 80, and I, maybe I should have bet it because I don't want to lose it, I guess, at this point. Yeah, I played really – I mean, T40 last week, again, relative to maybe I think our expectations going into the week when distance is – you know, it's hard to putt there. He doesn't putt really well anywhere. Uh, so it was good to see him continue kind of holding that form. And now, again, a, a place where if it's just target golf and ball striking, flat greens, small greens, uh, maybe that's a spot where Hoagie is uh, somewhere I'm comfortable with too. Chris Kirk was a guy that was like uber popular for weeks too, especially in Florida. And now he's kind of in that Hadwin, Coke Rack area, you know, 60s and 55s. And I don't know that I'm betting him outright because I kind of like Hatton and I'd rather almost go down to Hoagie there, but he'll probably find his way under my card somewhere. So. I, it's a loaded range. HV3, like Varner's Can also, yeah, he's popping in that range too, though, 175 to 200. Can't argue with the form. Um, strong corollary course with uh, What's the best number you can see on Harold DK 65. Yeah, that's they've they've been sitting on that for a while. That's it's 45, the on only team. one I can find in that uh, in that range for sure. But he's someone to tie up for me as well. Yeah. Like, uh, uh, once once I get into that whole territory, and you already nailed it, Hoagie's up there. It's it's again. Yeah, you asked for thirty to fifty, and I just named a bunch of guys who are <laughs> not there. But Mito, Hoagie, and you know, if you got like, I'm not betting Eric Van Ruyen, but there's there are guys who have <laughs> skill sets and Hoagie too, man. If he did it on the Poa, imagine him on these nice smooth. Like this is poetry of. The the Bermudas overseeded with that. They should roll nice. If he has a good putting day, he should he should finish high. He's probably a top twenty bet for me for sure, Mister uh, Hoagie. 
but man, once once you get down out of there, it's just kind of a crapshoot of guys that are popping with way too big a numbers. I'm not betting Hudson Swafford. He can't even keep the heads on his golf clubs. <laughs> not a good look for PXG. Yeah, oh, that God. Was, that, was a, that was a tough scene. Uh, yeah, this is, you know, again, now we're jumping into that uh, that bottom of tier into the, you know, 80s to infinity, I guess. Uh, I, I did make another bet here. I did not post it as an official play. This is a weakness of mine. Um, I just, I can't not bet fucking Aaron Wise every single week. He was 180 to one on DraftKings. That's pretty uh, good. So like. Yeah, yeah, you're allowed. Yeah. I, 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 I'm not going to give you a hard time for that. I don't think you should. You, you should. You're allowed to bet that to your heart's content. Yeah. You just, you know, sometimes you just you take lock on a guy and you anchor to potential. And I don't know, I, probably one night after, you know, one too many gummies or something, catching some like collegiate golf on the golf channel at, you know, 2 a.m. and watching him uh, play pretty well and be like, I'm going to, I'm going to bet this kid when he gets to the tour, a nice little swing season, coastal course for Aaron wise. Again, you know, he is, maybe the captain of team no putt these days because he cannot make a putt. But again, the ball striking is very solid still. So if he can piece it together at all, I just, I can't, I can't have him show up and get in the mix and not have a ticket. So he's still 180 to one over there. He's 150 on DraftKings. He's a hundred yeah. everywhere else. He's in, he's on my top 20 list. Like he's just, I'm not betting him to win a tournament with as many names in it, but he's, he's somebody I like quite a bit too. Just imagine him down the stretch tied with DJ watching him putt those last few holes. Like I'll, I'll happily have the top 20. I get it. I get it. Uh, uh, so 180 is a big number though. It's, it's, it was a big it's, number. It's a hundred across the market for the most part. That's what, part of why I did it too. Also just like, I knew he was going to be at this event and I knew I was betting him anyway. So like, I'm just going to, I'm just going to do it. Um, JJ spawn is a hundred again. Like, I think he exceeded expectations of the Masters. Again, form is fickle, right? Like, you want to chase it until it ends. We have no idea when it ends. We have no idea when it starts. Uh, he is in form heading into this event, and there are hundreds out there on JJ Spawn who has been doing it with ball striking, right? I mean, it's been iron play. It's been pretty tremendous. Uh, and again, it showed up at a place last week where he made his debut and surprised us all. And he's he's still out there in a, in a big big number down there with you know like Seb Strakas and you know Munoz and Ian Poulter's of the world and he is obviously playing significantly better than than those guys are currently. Um, does he find the card anywhere, Andy, as far as a finishing position, or are we just kind of crossing off Spawn and thinking the form ends here and we don't want to be holding the bag? Yeah. I have him like I have his mean finish position in the thirties. Okay, like he, well. I'll see what his prices are, but like. I bet him a, in some matchups over the at the Masters. He was, I think, he caught some steam in the wrong direction after like a rough first day, and he ended up uh, doing okay after that. And yeah, he he got a win. He has win equity now. So I just uh, I don't have him super. High. I'm not sure what it is. Maybe it's uh, I'm not I'm not keen on him being able to score here. I think he's one of those guys. He's around on the weekend, and you just you don't see a single shot of him. Jeff, any absolute bombs for you here down in the? I guess the Aaron Wise uh, range. I shot the Mito, as mentioned. Uh, even isn't a hundred to one still available on Brian Harmon at DraftKings, or did they finally take that down? It is a hundred still. Just that's way there's, off market too. There's fifties out there, sixty yeah. sixes. So that seems like an and um, Brian Brian Harmon is literally the type of player who. 
whose name would look perfect with the past champions here. True. Like, that makes total sense. Yeah. Get it. Um, no, I don't know. I mean, you just, if you believe in your putt luck for your just like iron disciples, like your Gims or your Van Royans, I guess it's funny to see Cameron Tringali's like number now. He's, he's like 28, 35 to 1, right. 40 to 1 for some wow. nice event. He's a never bet, bet guy for me. Um, no, I'm going to have more. I'm just going to be wasting too much money, sort of 30 to 80. So I'll probably be out of it by the time we get to the 100 to 1s. I've, I've it, cooled on Tringali quite a bit. And not just because of this goddamn dq that killed me that one time like him and i have that history where he he won me a he didn't but he won a full tournament matchup by making the cut and the opponent didn't but then he signed the wrong scorecard and end up uh they graded the play the other way so i lost on his stupidity so tringali and i have a complicated history to begin with but i'm not as keen on him as i was in years probably just year past my, if I had to go long shot, deep bomb, Hail Mary, it's going to be from Team No Putt for sure. Like, that's just where those guys are going to come with. Like, find me a guy with super high upside off like the approach game who can just fucking scorched earth second shots for four days. Like, Matthew Neesmith, he has a big fat number. Yeah. He has a few of these tournaments. If you go back and look, like Ooh. when he did well at the Falspar, it was a hundred percent like T to green. And he just had a little bit of putt luck ended up in the top 10 there. Like that's a guy who has a big fat number who like, if, if you wanted a nasty long shot that might be, you know, might be in the thick of things, he's going to be 150, 200 depends where you look. Like I, I'd say at least 150 is where I'd, I'd want to find him if I was going to throw a, a few dollars on him. I can't bet the outright. Um, but if you look at the, no, he has a similar range here. If you look at the form, and actually, again, you, when looking at some of that, I don't want to overrate one bucket of statistics, but again, that's you know 175 to 200 range plus a little bit of form. Uh, if you look at what's happened the last couple of times out, uh, this guy back to back top 20s again, one's the Valero, one's you know Corrales, so it doesn't matter as much, but a T27 at the Valspar, a T7 in Puerto Rico pops really well in this range and it is Nate Lashley. Uh, so probably a finishing position bet, maybe a top 40 that you can get it, you know, more than two to one on Lashley. He's a little interesting again to Jeff's point, a name that would fit nicely in the, you know, in the historical winners here, uh, if something ever happened, but uh, again, I'm, I'm not taking the out right there. Wise is my, my dart down here, but Lashley is playing pretty decent and can strike it there. When uh, when he needs to, so he might get, he probably find his way in the card. Nasty Nate, oh. nasty Nate. I knew a guy in real life who was called Nasty. Hard. Nate. I mean, listen. How do I? Uh, how do you take shots at any course where the last few winners have been like Kodaira and Pan and Sink? Sink. It's you know I've. I guess you, if you have the belief in a guy, that's just this is it. Uh, I kind of do feel like to only counteract that is the field strength of this event feels like it's progressively just getting better. Yeah. Of the year. So maybe, you know, upper tier board is due at this course, but yeah, I mean, 
there are a lot of you can this isn't to knock any bets but this is the type of course where it feels like anyone's game is live and you could just sort of bank on those second shot players and the models can spit out these sorts of names and I guess uh, go, go at it. Like if you believe in the form or any of that stuff, Anurban Lahiri plays like the prototypical profile game to a lot of these past winners. Yeah, did it on a on a P die track, obviously at Sawgrass. So yeah, can't hate that. 180 on DraftKings, best number. Huge. Wow. Yeah. Uh the score a little bit better. Uh 18 points. Oh, we're back, we're back to that again. And then just and again, like I think to Jeff's point, like uh, there's going to be a lot of that narrative, like oh, the three of the last five winners are just you know super big numbers, but it it is getting to be a better field. And just go look at the leaderboard from last week at a tougher course with a tougher field. And I don't, some of these names are going to be funny because I don't know if we should include them based on their price, but look at the top twenty at Augusta and who's here: Cam and Morikawa and Connors and Thomas and M and Dustin. And Fitzpatrick, I guess we have to put Charles Schwartzel in that in that bucket because he did top ten. He played Danny well. Willett. Danny Willett was there. Mm-hmm. Kevin Now is in that top twenty. If we give up, you know, we'll go dead heat and we'll give it to a couple of these other guys who were there. Fleetwood, Kokrax in the field, correct? Yeah. Yes. Yes. He's here. Sort of being totally overlooked, like he was at the Masters, to be perfectly yes. honest, especially yeah. even from a DFS uh, perspective. Fleetwood, uh, Harry Higgs. Harry Higgs was a top 20 with uh, <laughs> the T14. He is here. So like a lot of guys who played really well at a tough tournament. And then just some massive names are still here. So I don't know if it's like, you know, you should never bank on like, oh, man, we're just going to keep hitting super big long shots. Yeah, so like I'm not. I said, like when I do darts, I'm going to take what I would bet on, on an outright, split it up between like those five darts. That's okay. what I did at, you know, I... that's what I did at match play with, power like Seamus got a very small amount of money and fucker almost got there for me I'm pretty cold right now Florida wasn't kind we've come out of Florida and still you know it's golf outright betting uh so prepared for it but I'm not gonna change how I like to bet these events and it's that 30 to 70 to one maybe I go like because I am still thinking about a few of those guys um under under 30 so maybe i'll make a move on on one of them but yeah i'm not just chasing a long shot here i don't care i'll swing and miss doing what i do and i'm impressed by so many of the the by the field strength and i got too many options in that um in the 20 to 70 to 1 i know that's a wide margin but i just to say i've got too many yeah. options in that range to think that I'm going to be playing behind it. I, I completely agree. It's loaded. Um, I will probably play one of DJ Fitz or Lowry. Um, and that might be it from an outright standpoint. I'll hold with the burger. I kind of will, you know, feel good about having someone in every bucket um, with, you know, burger had <clears throat> and then kind of the hail Mary on wise, but uh, you know, let the, finishing positions and matchups do the rest of the work for me and hopefully can also get off the, the schneid here and find a an outright. So 
So maybe it's Hoagie. I mean, I, I, I'm going to have a hard time not getting Hoagie here at 80. Yeah. I think I probably just. I'm going to have a to. lot more top 20, top 30 bets than I normally would. <clears throat> I'm going to go shopping after this. I haven't really placed anything yet. I like to wait until a few books are up and a few books have kind of reset and shook out. Yeah. But I just, I was just DMing Cal. Lowry, Mito, Henley, Connors, DJ. Andy, I know you like That's to brown bag you brown bag it and get a bit of everything. Uh, you have any like soccer tips for me today? Oh, you were you're a day late. Like, well, uh, my my. See, co- I don't know any. I don't know anything. My Did co-host I- yesterday, he's like, "Shit, Andy, there's no NBA today. There's no women's tennis. Those are his wheelhouses. I don't bet baseball or ice hockey." He's like, "We might not have picks today." I said, "Fuck it, we'll just talk about the NBA play-in tournament. We'll talk about the Masters, whatever." And partway through, I realized that I had bet some Turkish soccer. <clears throat> so we gave it out yesterday. Just I meant like TV. Test. I meant like Champions League soccer. No, I don't no, care this, for, I don't care don't for Turkish that. soccer. That's hard. Like Turkish soccer. Yeah, but that we, stuff's we gave, on TV, bro. We gave out the two and a half. That it was a He's laid up, Andy. He wants now, to watch something in sweat. I think it was a four goal first half. Like Turkish soccer is where the money's at, Jeff. Oh uh, man. I mean if if you just want to make a if you want to make a donkey bet, like <clears throat> you got Bayern Munich down on aggregate. They lost their first match to Villa. They're home. They're one of the most dangerous squads ever. Okay, they so have parlay that with Dustin Johnson. Yeah, just uh, <laughs> Munich Munich team total over. Like that's gotta be two and a half. I, I'll have to go look at the odds. Now I'm gonna fucking bet Champions League because it's sorry, got... that's my fault. Real Madrid, Chelsea. I don't know which one are you gonna watch. <clears throat> I don't know. Isn't there like OHL around at that time? Don't you guys have hockey up there to pay attention <laughs> <I don't>... to? <laughs> Watch the 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 you know the Regina fucking slapjacks taking on a team from Waterloo. There isn't, but I guarantee you on one of um our main sports networks there'll be like afternoon curling. I guarantee it. That's awesome. I got I I mean I got a guy who goes to Waterloo Blackhawk games up there he, he he's fully and i don't even know which league that is that sounds like juniors i think like there's people that go to juniors hockey games it's a whole big thing up there so well uh yeah we'll just stick with curling i can actually watch that when i spend irresponsibly it's in the golf markets with donkey finishing position parlays um fandle top 40 you can grab lowry fitz and burger to top 40 and it's plus 380. So they allow you to do that now. It is a beautiful thing. I do it responsibly. I'm trying to stay into like the two and three guy matchups. But again, like uh, it is very enticing. It was a very profitable yeah. venture uh, with the Masters. I like it more with the Masters 90 person field where really 75 are viable. That's where that's a, where I didn't yell at you. I'm like, yeah. the, the 150 person field is hard. Get no. a little smaller field. It is 130 here. So yeah, invitational. So we're a little smaller. So yeah, no, I I'm gonna I'm gonna be responsible, but I did dabble a little bit when I saw some of that again, and uh, I'll probably make a couple of, I'll grab a handful of guys and run some round robin two mans to basically get plus numbers into the plus one fifty plus uh, two hundred range, and um, again there'll be all guys I'm considering putting out rights on anyway, so it's just gonna be guys I like, and uh, thanks to our friends at Fanduel for that because you cannot do that anywhere else, so pretty cool. Yeah. All right, right, let's uh, let's call it a day. Thanks again for joining us, Jeff. We'll get you back to the couch. Some afternoon curling and soccer. This is actually a um, a spike progress week. Okay, 
I like like how you're hoping your bet has a spike putting week. I'm having a spike progress week. Jeff building up for the next major. He's like, again, we're done with Tiger's healthy. He's back. He's fine. We've moved on to Feinberg watch to see is like, will Feinberg be able to walk Tulsa? I don't know. No, no, geez. Well, we got to get him stateside for our, uh, you know, late summer Betsburts golf outing. Um, this is true. How far is Chicago for? from, I don't know, Canadian not far. geography? It's not it, far. You can fly. I have a lot, actually. Yeah. All um, right, you guys. If we, you watched in the YouTube, you know, hit the thumbs up. If you listen in a podcast, leave me a review, for Christ's sakes. Follow <laughs> us on Twitter if you're not. Go check out BetsburtsGolf.com. For all of Ryan's picks later, you get in the Discord, too, if you want. There's a ton in there. And should we call it, guys? Sounds good, buddy. All right. We'll see you guys next week.